Welcome back to Talking Troy. I'm your host, Anthony Green, Deputy Sports Editor Daily Trojan. We're back for our final episode of the semester. Can you believe it, Taylor? Dude, no. This semester hasn't been real at all. And like, I mean, well, it's been pretty real for our sports teams, but, and we'll get to that later, but man, like, finals are kind of like next week-ish, and I'm not ready I don't know about you. I'm not ready. Yeah, definitely not ready. And I feel the same way. It feels like, this, I don't know. I feel like the semester went by way faster than I probably would have thought. Yeah, I think we're all ready. I think it's it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you see the end. You see the end point. You're there. But the pandemic is still raging on. Um, but, you know, if you're a USC student, you're listening to this, you can get your vaccine at the Lions Center. Um, they're open. They're available. I'm vaccinated. I got my two doses, feeling fantastic, would highly recommend, so. Oh my, I didn't know that, congrats, two doses. Thank you, yeah, feeling strong. Well, I don't have two doses, but I have one, <laughs> so I'm I'm halfway there, but yeah, you definitely get vaccinated, because um, things are going to be opening up soon, and that just is a transition into sports, <laughs> which is uh we're going to be talking about today, so we have two main topics for our last episode. Like we talked um, with digital managing editor Lauren Batiste last week. We talked about women's water polo, but we'll be talking about women's soccer as well. Okay, so just to give a little bit of a an update about uh, women's soccer. So they their women's soccer is playing the, in the NCAA tournament next week, the second round. They play um, the winner of Ole Miss and Bowling Green. And, you know, look, they've had a really impressive season. They're 7-3-3, three, three, so seven wins, three draws three losses, and they drew twice with number three ranked UCLA. Um, their last game against UCLA was double overtime, still 2-2, and the first game was also 2-2. So, you know, they've got an impressive squad. Um, some of the, the names here, Penelope Hawking. That's, a, that's an epic name, Penelope Hawking. Um, she leads the team in goals, 10 goals, and then uh, three assists, Tara McCown. She is a baller. She's seven goals, seven assists, an outstanding player. So those are the two main main suspects. Um and yeah, I mean this is a pretty 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 deep squad. So Taylor, women's soccer, what do you think? Um yeah, it's been kinda insane to think about, you know, our soccer team. It's full of elite players and you know, you talked about junior forward Penelope Hawking. She actually just earned the Pac-12 Forward of the Year title um, with 10 goals on the season. Um, she's astounding. And I think, you know, um, she has, like, the, like, stature of a senior. But she just, I mean, I don't know. She balls out. Um, it's really incredible to see, like, you know, these, like, forward players. But I think, you know, like, the main highlight of this team is actually their defense. Um, I want to say that they've actually... Um, kept teams to either like two goals or under on this entire season um they I remember before UCLA they did not allow a goal for like quite some time in their games um so yeah it's an incredibly impressive team it's just you know women's soccer is incredibly competitive in the United States um and I think yeah that UCLA draw was um an incredible feat and you know it sucks that they they actually kind of blew a 2-1 lead going into to overtime. And um, I think, you know, the coach talked about that uh, in the article, you know, that we, we published in, for the recap, um, how they just, they, they can't, you know, lose that fuel. And I think um, for every sport, this is true, that tournament play is just exhausting. And 
your players are wanting <laughs> having that many games like stacked up on one on top of each other um, really dwindles your energy and your ability to maintain a lead throughout an entire game, especially for soccer, which is like 80 minutes, you know. Um, I'm not a soccer fanatic. I don't know everything about it, but, you know, I do know that this squad is incredibly driven. And I think, you know, it has, it has like a lot of young players as well. Um, you know, I think Tara McCowan, this is her last year. And, um, you know, again, junior forward can only be hawking. Like, while they are the standouts, I think it's time for this team to see what their young people can contribute. Um, you know, they actually have a lot who play internationally um, for other teams, such as Sade Damalekin. So, um, yeah, an incredible roster that I would definitely check out as they go into the tournament. Yeah, you talked about it all, really, and they're coming in hot. They haven't lost a game since March 15th, so that's pretty crazy. They they finished the season um, with four straight, or not four straight wins, but in, in the seven final games, they won four, and then they drew three. And you, you said it in terms of their defense. They actually held, before the UCLA game, when they drew 2-2, they beat Cal 5-0, and they drew Stanford 0-0, and they won 1-0 against Washington State, beat Washington 5-0, Beat Arizona 1-0, so no goals in what is it, four games or five games in a row, which is just insane. And then those two games against uh, UCLA, obviously 2-2, and you talked about the last game. Uh, yeah, they were up, and I think like the 86th minute, or might have been or 88th around that, UCLA got a goal and they, and they, and they drew. Um, and they wanted to double overtime, and no one scored after that. So it was pretty, pretty intense. And, you know, yeah, like you said, this is a really fun team to watch. I think they're outstanding. I think they have a great shot, really. I mean, they I think that they, they are the a number eight seed going into the tournament, which is pretty impressive. But, like I said, tough road. Um, Ole Miss, 10-5, and five, and then Bowling Green, which is 6-1. And, and you also touched upon it. Extremely competitive uh, is women's soccer in this country, especially at the collegiate level. Lots of outstanding talent. But another sport as competitive, as interesting, women's water polo. We talked about it last week with Lauren Matisse. They're still undefeated, 16-0. and Absolute ballers. And uh, we're recording this on Friday, um, April 23rd. So by the time this comes out, most likely their game against UCLA will be done. The first matchup, which is at 11 a.m., on Saturday, but the next matchup is also at 11 a.m. on Sunday. So those are two huge games to close out the season before they jump in uh, to the MPSF tournament, which will be next weekend. Also, keep an eye out. We'll be doing a special issue um, for women's water polo for their season. And prior to the tournament, that's going to be coming out next Wednesday, uh, April 28th. So definitely make sure to check that out. But Taylor, women's water polo, how magnificent are they? What do you think their chances are right now going to this tournament and obviously against UCLA? I mean, this team's record speaks for itself. Even in an abnormal season, this is outstanding. Um, you know, they have a senior leadership. I think it's, you know, this this trio of senior drivers of Denise um, Mamalito, you know, Verica Bacock, I think, and then um, Maude Megan's like, they're just absolutely insane. I mean, they're they're in the 30 to 40 goal range, um, which I'm trying to understand how you can do that in a pool while treading, and it, I still can't figure it out. Um, <laughs> you know, I like it's crazy to me to see water polo. Um, you know, in this context, like I grew up where water polo was wasn't even a thing. 
Um, but, you know, the Southern California and the Mountain Pacific, you know, um, Sports Federation, uh, it's intense. And we actually have a lot of Olympians on this team. And so um, this is definitely the highlight of USC athletics. And I think um, Coach Pintarek um, really values both his squads. He's also the coach for the men's um, water polo team, which unfortunately lost to UCLA um, in their NCAA final. So, um, you know, the number three matchup with UCLA really is, I think, the key to unlocking their postseason potential. And um, you know, 16 and 0, as much as that, you know, is incredible, that's also a lot of stakes. That means that there's all the more to break. And I think teams are going to want to be the ones that take down USC. You don't want to be the one with the target on your back. And that's what USC is right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm looking at the Bruins scouting report and they're, you know, not, they're not. Um, some lightweight team to kind of just brush off um, before the um, MPSF. Uh, they are intense. Um, they, you know, are have incredibly skilled drivers and offensive players um, that are really going to test the um, press defense that actually I remember Laura Matisse talking about, um, which can be suffocating, and it has proven to be suffocating. Um, but, you know, water polo is different than soccer um, in that it's actually pretty high scoring. Um, it's pretty back and forth. And um, I, you know what, if I were you, like, watch it. Like, it's intense, you know. If you don't understand it, that's fine. But, <laughs> like, definitely give it a chance. Yeah, definitely give it a chance. It's, it's honestly really entertaining to watch. I've watched it multiple times. Um, at my high school, my high school's uh, men's water polo team was outstanding. So I went to a bunch of games for them. But it's a really fun sport to watch. And, you know, look, just I actually want to go over the resume um, for women's water polo. They've basically beaten everyone in the top 10 uh, for their rankings, except uh, number eight ranked and number seven, I think. Number seven, yeah, number eight, number seven, and number third ranked UCLA. So, well, they obviously play UCLA this weekend. So, if they beat UCLA, that basically means that they've been. UCLA, third ranked, number two, Stanford, number five, Arizona State, um, number four, I don't know, actually, Arizona State was number four at one point, so let's not count them, uh, but Michigan was number six, then Calif- uh, yeah, Cal Berkeley, number six, um, and they were also switched up, and then UC Santa Barbara, so these are all top 10 teams that they faced, and it's not like they've been playing scrubs, like, I mean, they, every team that they've played has been ranked, with, so, I mean, and they're undefeated, 16-0, so that's no joke. And you talked about it, I mean, and actually Lauren talked about it. This team has that on and off switch. Every great team has it. You know, they can turn it on whenever they want. And that might be a problem going into the tournament because you kind of have to be consistent, especially in water polo. If you go down two or three goals, it's kind of difficult to get back because it, it is fast-paced, but the opportunities are kind of limited. You're going to have to make the most of it. Um, and that's really what's what it's going what's gonna to come down to. But I just want to highlight... A couple of players we talked about, um, Denise Mamalito, who's in Mad Megans. Those two are just like absolute beasts. <laughs> like, they're just crazy. I mean, every every single game, they just demolish people and just go more. Like, I think I'm looking at the stat sheet, and there's like probably one or two games where Mad Megans hasn't scored. And I think the same part, I think Mamalito has scored literally every single game. She had, what, seven goals against Stanford, number two ranked. And the game before that had three goals, 10 goals over two games, which is just a ridiculous span in back-to-back days. 
I mean, these oh, they're just ballers, and you should definitely, definitely check them out. Important games going up against UCLA, and after that, obviously, the NPSF Championship. If all goes well, well there, two weeks after that is the NCAA Championship. So lots of big games coming up for women's water polo. Definitely check them out. And another name I really want to mention is the goalie. We talked about her last week. Uh, it was Holly Parker. Absolutely amazing. Just she's literally like a wall. <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, being a goalie, you talked about it. Treading in water is no easy feat. Imagine treading in water while someone's jumping on you and like you you got a ball and you got to figure out you know okay, how am I gonna stay above the water so I can throw them in the ground. I mean, she's ridiculous. I give them all the props that they deserve. Same goes with women's soccer. I mean, this, these these sports are just all sports are difficult, but especially water polo and especially soccer because they're just nonstop, no breaks. Obviously, water polo has breaks, but women's soccer, you just got one break. So, yeah, these are sports. Very interesting to watch. Very entertaining. Make sure to check them out because 16-0, water polo, how can you miss that? How can you not check that out? But that's all I have. Anything else, Taylor, about water polo? Oh, dude, no. I mean, uh, I remember Matisse talked about it. Um, the bag is secured for them being in the NCAA tournament. It's just yeah. a matter of can they finish. Um, and I think that's always the big, like, uh, you know, um, worry. I don't want them to be Gonzaga. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that same fate. Don't give me that same fate, um, you know, actually follow through. And I think um, for this program, and I think they've, you know, been embroiled in scandal. And I think um, during a pandemic, this sign of resiliency for that program would be really excellent. Um, so kind of given a historical perspective, um, water polo has been excellent, but it hasn't been perfect. And I think um, this is a really great redemption arc that we can all follow. So uh, yeah, I'm really, really pumped. Yep, definitely. I definitely agree. And um, that, you know, that's a nice way to end, or not end, but nice way to spend our last episode of Talking Short for this semester. We're talking about some sports that really don't get enough recognition because they do deserve the recognition. Um, but I have a question. I'm going to put you on the spot, Taylor. I'm just curious. Now that the semester's over, what was your, let's say, your favorite... I'll give you two questions. Your favorite Talking Troy episode <laughs> and, and uh, your favorite sports moment of the season. Oh, lordy. Um, okay. I remember David accosted me about bullying him for his hair. And I don't know why, but that episode just had... I think it was because we had that confrontation at the front of that episode, you know... I think that made it just so raw and real, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I love like, no, I, I believe we were talking about men's basketball. I believe we were on that. It was right. Like, I think when at the crux of the NCAA tournament, um, yeah. I just remember there was a lot of passion in that one. Um, and then my second, uh, my favorite sports moment this semester I think this was like the thing that got me through with that like stretch in March as well when the fact that we weren't having spring break like was kind of hitting um when Taj Edie hit that three at UCLA man that revived my soul that revived the SC spirit in me the spirit of Troy came alive and it said Taylor you are going to get through this semester because Taj Edie can make that shot and it made me feel so awesome that, yeah, I mean, that moment was crazy. I'll never forget it because I was there and, you know, they were losing most of the game. 
and I was still was like in the back of my head, I was like, yo, they could, they could do it, they could win, like it could still happen. Like I, I just, I don't know, I had felt it. <laughs> I just felt that they could win. And then when that show and then, um, yeah, I just went crazy. <laughs> like that, that was really, that was insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that might be my favorite moment. I'll have to rethink it. But favorite episode, jeez, it might have been. I really missed. I I remember one of the episodes we did like a major preview of both women's and men's basketball. That episode was really fun. And last week's with Lauren Matisse. I always love having guests. That's something that we'll, we'll utilize more <laughs> next semester. But last uh, last week's episode was fun. Obviously, Taylor wasn't there. It broke my heart. But <laughs> but um, it's okay. But but yeah, that episode was fun. Also, shout out David Ramirez, the other sports editor. If he's listening, to, you know I just want to tell you, David, we miss you, man. We hope you we can come you. back to Talk and Troy. I think your hair is still great. <laughs> I never meant to reduce it, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. David's okay, by the way. <laughs> I don't mean to scare people, but favorite moment outside of that, jeez. I'm trying to think. It might just be that Tajidi moment, really. I mean, and honestly, all of men's basketball for me was great because I really did not expect it to go that well. And honestly, I would have to say, the women's water polo season has been fun to cover, fun to pay attention to. So. Those two, those two for me, um, and that and that's it. That concludes our last episode of Talking Troy for the semester. If you join us um, next fall, greatly appreciate it. But if not, we understand. Uh, make sure to continue to follow us on Twitter, DT underscore Sports. Uh, make sure to follow our content, dailytrojan.com slash sports. We have a Spectra issue coming up next Wednesday. Please, please read it. It's about women's water polo. We're going to have some previews of the tournament. We're going to have a feature for Denise Mabalito, written by the great Lauren Matisse. So please, please check it out. Taylor, any final words, wishes, anything? Um, shout out to our loyal listeners for tuning in um, every week. I don't want this just to be my mommy. Um, hi, mom. I'm alive. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, this has been intense and fun. And you know what? If you're a USC student out there, hang in there. We're almost there. Yes, yes. Actually, I want to give a couple shout-outs <laughs> before we end this. Oh, my gosh, every I time. I want to shout-out uh, <laughs> Eduardo, uh, our podcast editor, for always listening to our podcast, making the crazy edits, making sure that I don't sound stupid. Um, and then our managing editor, Stuart, for for always listening and making sure that I don't sound stupid. <laughs> and make sure we make both sure don't, sound stupid. don't sound stupid. <laughs> so shout out to them. Really appreciate it. Um, and outside of that, yeah, that's all we have. Thank you so much, like Taylor said, for being loyal listeners. And make sure to check us out next fall. And hope you have a great end to the semester. And we'll see you then. Thank you.